and welcome to the Off-Kilter Quilt. My name is Frances and I'll be your hostess. Hello and welcome to episode 238, I think. I'm fairly sure. I'm, gonna, I'm standing out on the porch. Travis the quilt dog has come to join me. I haven't recorded on the porch in so long. Of course, in the summer, uh, it, it's too hot, you know? It's too hot. But now, it's September 1st. And by the way, this is Quilt Diary, day one. It's September 1st, which means it's fall. It's not really. It's going to be about 80 Five eighty-six degrees today. We were supposed to have a hurricane. We did not. I know. I I, I want to uh, be careful here because some people really did um, get hit by Dorian. We did not. Uh, you know, I'm, we're sitting here in the middle of the state. We typically do not get hit that hard by hurricanes. Sometimes we get the big winds. Sometimes we lose power. Uh, back in ninety five or 96 hurricane fran hit but we lived in east tennessee so we weren't even around for that anyway it's turning into this beautiful day and it's september did i mention that i love september i love fall but you can hear you can hear it listen to all this bug noise can you hear it you get a lot of bug noise at the end of summer it's like they're all just kind of dying out and they're not happy about it and they're really loud i love it i love it so hello uh, I'm trying to get back on a regular basis, uh, podcast-wise. I've got this idea I'm going to post on Wednesdays. I don't know why. Just arbitrary. Arbitrary. Um, but also, like, I don't have a lot going on in my life on Wednesdays. Try to keep Wednesdays open. Try to keep them simple, because I'm simple. Very simple. Um, so I thought, well, we'll try this. So I'm going to go for every other week, every other Wednesday. Let's see how long that lasts. I just finished a draft of a novel, not a quilty novel, I'm sorry to say, but a a middle grade novel. So I just sent that to my editor. And it means that things are uh, a bit open for me. I do have many other writing projects uh, awaiting my presence in my pen, my uh, metaphorical pen, since I do all my writing on the computer. And I will get to those. But I would also like to get to my porch, which I'm looking around. And our table is covered with uh, boxes and Will's baseball stuff and the printer that died. Yeah, we have a lot of work to do around this house. And I don't know if we'll get to it. I just don't know. It may just be that, you know, we just ha- are going to have to get rich and hire someone to come take care of this mess. Or maybe... When the first frost hits, I'll be so energized. I will finally clean my attic. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. Hello, September. Hello, you. I have been working on a quilt. So the last quilt I was working on, I show, put some pictures on the show notes, on my minimal show notes. That's my new thing. Minimal show notes. And it was nice. I got some nice feedback. Thanks to everyone who commented. I'm going to try to remember at the end of the episode to say everybody by name. But thanks, everybody. Um, and a number of people really liked the first layout of the quilt. And I don't not like it. It's just not... It hasn't clicked for me. It hasn't clicked. So when I walk into a room, when I've got a quilt on the board, I want to have that ah feeling. And I don't have it with this, which is not on the board. Right? It's not on my design board, which I finally fixed. Okay, I had one design board, and this is just, what is it? It's just like this 
it's not styrofoam. The very uh, word styrofoam makes me cringe because I'm one of those people I can't deal with styrofoam that screeches. You know what I mean? That sound that styrofoam. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. <clears throat> I don't want to go there. But anyway, it's like polystyrofene. I don't know. Somebody knows what that's called. But you get it at Lowe's or Home Depot. They'll cut it for you. And I got one sheet of it years ago, and it still kind of cracks me up thinking about driving it home because I was in the minivan. When am I not in the minivan? I've been in this minivan for 14 years now. Um, I've been in this, I've, I've driven this van longer than I have quil been a quilter. Yes, anyway. So, you know, you think, well, that's plenty of room. But this was a really, I don't know, this sheet may have at the time been like 10 feet long. And um, turns out, you know, that... I had it like on top of my head as I was driving. It reached from one end of the van to the other. So, and then when I got home, I think I ended up cutting it anyway. What I didn't realize at the time is that you can just ask them to cut it to your specifications. That, <laughs> I'm not bright. So then a, a couple of years ago, I decided to get another board. I needed more board. I needed more design space. And so I, I, I did and I got it cut. And so it was much easier to transport. It wasn't poking me the back of my head as I drove home but it's not as thick as the first board and that you know so they never quite lined up right and uh, it's kind of irritating so I finally last week and laid them both down on the floor and worked on them to make them align so that the front of the board it's all um, aligned <laughs> it feels like one big board instead of two boards that never quite fit together. So that is, um, it's one of those things, you're like, why didn't I do this two years ago? Why have I been making myself miserable now for all this time? Um, be because of me, because that's how I do, because I'm lazy. Yeah, it took two, maybe three years, could be three years at this point that I've had both boards, but I'm very, very happy. It makes a huge difference. But the stars, the sort of, I want to say rugged sawtooth stars, that's not quite right, and neither is ragged. I think the word that my sad little brain is searching for is wonky. They are off the board. I've got some ideas for them. I think um, I'm going to cut some of them down. So they're what I'm calling red and white stars. They're really kind of raspberry fuchsia that's that color but just to simplify things I'm just going to change colors to red and white um, I've got the, all the small stars are red and white and then I had two big ones I'm going to cut the two big ones down to make them small as well and then I've got six of the other sawtooth stars with the striped points right now my plan is to keep them the same the fact is I may cut all of them down I don't know, or have one big star and have other stars, ra stars radiating out from it. I don't know, but I'm done with it for this moment. And I'm put now what I've got on the wall, and I will put a picture of it uh, on the wall, is this batik quilt that I'm working on for my friend Kate. Kate is uh, my friend who very generously opened her house in Nashville to several friends of mine for QuiltCon uh, this past February and she's also she's a, a really old friend of mine she was my teacher in grad school so we have been friends now for since 1986 so does that mean 33 years is that where we are so very long time and we still I, I think of my long distance friends um, out-of-town friends I probably see Kate 
more than anybody else, in part because something's always going on in Nashville. There's a book fair or QuiltCon or something, but also because she lived in Durham for a while. She comes back here, and she's got people. She's got family in Richmond, Virginia, so she'll drive here and then head up to Richmond. So that's been very nice. Anyway, so I've been wanting to make her a quilt for a long time, and this, of course, uh, you know, her, her generosity of this past winter is a good kind of uh, spur to make that happen. And it's just taken me a while to figure out the design. Um, and I think I've got it. It's kind of, uh, it's like a lattice work grid. So it's made out of batiks. Again, uh, uh, sort of piano key, uh, three and a half inch wide piano key strips, except I've, I've made them snaky. So I think, I have to look it up, but you know, there's a, a style of quilt, it may be called a rattlesnake quilt, but it is kind of these trails of uh, piano key strips, but, but curvy, right? So that's what I've got, except they're batiks, and it's all very, it's very autumnal, it's really pretty. I love batiks, you know, I, I haven't worked with them in a long time, but they're so beautiful. So that's been quite a pleasure to work with, with these batiks. And so the background is a dark green. That's the color she really likes. It's like a foresty green, not a blue green, but a foresty green. And then the, the piano key, the strips in the piano key curvy stripes are gold and brown and different shades of green. And it's really pretty. Um, it's, it's taken me a while to figure out how to put it together. I did the, I started making the, the piano key stripes or strips, bands, whatevers, um, in the spring, and not quite knowing what I was going to do, and then I, I put them, uh, you know, sort of diagonally on my uh, design board, and, and made this grid, you know, the, uh, with them, but like I said, a lattice work, so that it's a, uh, um, on the diagonal, not straight up and down, and, um, and, so what I've been doing this past week or so is making blocks and that's been interesting and uh, not hard. I think I'm about, I'm, I'm almost at the final piecing of the top where I'm going to be piecing these rows together. Um, and I'm going to have to, I, I don't know how that's going to turn out because the sash, let's call it the diagonal sashing, right? For, for what it's worth, uh, just as it, easiest way to describe it is curvy so and I'm going to be sewing it on two blocks and so I'm going to have to sew curves and we'll see how it all turns out you know it's been an interesting process um I have not you know I've not been feeling hugely quilty this summer which I'm hoping is going to change I feel like I need to clean out my inbox right I need to finish these works in progress so need to finish this uh, I, I should I should finish the wonky s s uh, sawtooth stars just to finish it just to to do that um, and then I've got a couple other things I need to finish you know I had this goal I was going to do five charity quilts this year and I don't think that's going to happen but um, yeah I, I do I, I do kind of feel like maybe if I finish my works in progress I'll feel fresh but also you know I've been thinking about creativity now you do have fallow periods you know, and with writing, what I, what I can do if I start feeling like a book I'm working on is a, just come to a dead end. I, I go work on something else. I go work on another writing project and then can return later. And I do that all the time. Um, 
you know, and when I, and I return later with fresh eyes and a fresh spirit and all of that. So uh, I don't really get writer's block in that way just because I always have three different projects going on. With quilting, um, yeah, it's been a little weird. I, th- I feel like I've had a, a highly creative period up until this past spring. And it may just be that right now it's like, yeah, um, could be I'm not feeding that muse enough. I really, one of the things that I really wanted to do, do you hear the birds? Travis hears the birds. Um, this fall is, is really get more immersed in art. The Nasher, which is a contemporary art museum over on Duke's campus, which is five minutes away and I'm a member, it's got some really neat exhibits opening up this fall. So I'm hoping that they will uh, be inspiring to me. I need to get over to the North Carolina Museum of Art, which is just over in Raleigh, um, and, and, and walk around and, and you know, just kind of look at things and think about things. So anyway, you know, um, and in the meantime, I do, I, you know, I, I, I love just putting fabric up on the design wall and then sewing it together. You know, just doing patchwork is fine. So that is what is going on in my uh, quilty life right now. And my goal is to have this top pieced by Monday and then have to decide about a, a back. Uh, I, I have a lot of batik, a, a lot of fabric that I could piece into a back. I don't want to get too involved in that. I want to put that together pretty quickly. But I want it, yeah, I want it to be nice. I want Kate to like it and think it's neat. So, um, yeah. So I, I, that, that, but that will be the, the next step. But I, would ho- I don't know when I'm going to have this tour. I kind of feel like it's a, a real, it would be a really good Thanksgiving quilt. But I don't know that I want to wait that long to finish it. We will see what happens. You know, I am someone who makes plans and comes up with schemes. And then it's almost like a signal to my brain or my soul or my whatever to go on a completely different path. So I'm getting more and more careful about saying, this is what I'm going to do next. Because invariably, I do not do that thing next. So what else to tell you? I'm not sure. Um... Carmeet was kind enough to let me know that Jennifer Weiner pronounces her last name Weiner. Uh, Carmeet is German. She lives in Germany. And of course, you know, in German, um, and, and Weiner I think seems like a fairly German name, it's E-I. If you have E-I, you pronounce the second vowel in the, in the vowel combo. So I know that, but I guess just either way, Weiner or Wiener, you know, it, it yeah, uh, they're not. Uh, I, I don't want to mock anyone's name. I'm not mocking Jennifer's name. Neither is an ideal. Now you're probably sitting there. You're probably you're like you are Heidi Weiner, and you're listening to this and going, ha! never listening to you again. And well, I apologize. I don't. I just can't move on with that topic. And I haven't moved on with the book. I really was enjoying it, but I got to this place where I was just like, I don't know. It's it's. A, I'm gonna be honest with you. There were some, I feel, uh, it's a a generational saga, right? I mean, and it goes through several generations. You start out with these two sisters when they're kids. And I love stuff like that. I love books that really follow somebody's life through, you know, through the years, through the decades. But when, when she gets into the 60s and the early 60s, there's stuff going on that I just like, that's later in the decade. That happened to me with The Help, which is a book I felt was kind of problematic in a lot of different ways but she got stuff wrong like factual stuff wrong um and it throws you out of the story so anyway um but also it's like I you know I'm I I don't know I don't know why I just don't feel a strong urge 
to continue with the story. I guess there's just so many books to be read. Um, you know, and, and that, that if, if I'm not fully engaged or if I just feel like, yeah, I'm, at this point, I don't actually know how much I care about these characters, then it's time to move on. I feel a little bit badly about that. And it's one of those books that everybody loves, and, and I'm so weird about stuff. And in fact, over on the, in the Quilt Fiction Club, which you should join if you haven't, the Facebook page that uh, is connected to the Quilt Fiction Podcast, uh, on Monday, Monday we have book club, and the question I posed is, you know, what is a, a book that uh, you couldn't finish, even though everybody else loved it? And for me, that was the the Goldfinch, and people love that book, love it. Um, for a lot of people, it's like their favorite book, and I got to about page five hundred, and I was like, nope, no, I'm done. I just don't like these characters at all. So I, I, you know, and I didn't love the help. So I'm, I'm kind of nitpicky and weird. Um, yeah, so I don't know what I'm going to read next. Maybe some quilt history. There's, uh, there's a new book coming out by Thomas Knauer. Uh, if you know him, he's a modern quilter. Uh, I, I like his quilts very much. And he used to do a lot of writing. He had a blog. Um, he wrote articles for the Modern Quilt Guild website quite a bit. And it's, a, you know, and it's argumentative, which makes him fun. You know, but I, I think I think he has a chronic illness. Uh, I don't know the story. If you do, let me know what that is. But because I'm nosy and I like to know other people's business. But uh, yeah, so he he's or it may be that he's in fact working on has been working on this book. But I think I I, I just actually put in a request to my library to order it. It comes out in October, and I'll be really interested. Um, as uh, you know, I it's. I want, I've always wanted to write more about quilts and quilting. I've written a little bit. And, um, yeah, so I, I, there's something about the book description that makes me think this this going to be, it's called, I think it's called Why We Quilt. Um, you know, and I don't know if it's got, if, if it's got a political angle. There was something about the, the blurb that made me think it did. And, you know, I don't have any problem with, with quilts and politics. Women have always made quilts th- that have expressed political opinions. Um, in this age, I'm a little more wary of it, uh, in, in part, bec- you know, uh, yeah, for a lot of different reasons that, that, that I don't know that I have the energy <laughs> Because it's humid now, it's trying to get humid out here. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of there, there, there's a lot of stuff going on politically that uh, from both the left and the right. I'm such a moderate. I'm so wishy-washy. But uh, there are times where I feel like people put too much faith in words <laughs> and and, um, and and signifying. You know, and and that I think I get tired of that after a while because I'm, I I think that art can be powerful. I think books can be powerful. I think marches can be powerful, um, but I also think that you know a, a lot of stuff that we can actually change is stuff that's going on in our own communities. You know, if you need affordable housing in your community, I'm not sure making a quilt that says we need affordable housing in our community will do anything. I do think going to the boring city council meetings and showing up and, you know, emailing your city council members, that might do something, you know. So that's, I think that's my, if it has a political angle, um, you know, that's where my weariness would come in. Just like, yeah. So anyway, enough said about that. Otherwise, um, 
I'm not sure what else to tell you. I think that Jack is on his way to London as we speak, which I'm very excited about. Uh, I think he'll love it. I, I'm, I'm excited about him spending money on big ticket items like trips to London before he spends all his money on Starbucks coffee, which in Copenhagen seems to go for about $10 a cup. Um, you know, so that's been because we, we uh, can see his spending, right? We, we, I, somehow the man is, I, they don't share an account, but he has oversight of Jack's account. Um, and, and so he's seen how Jack's spending some of his money and some of it is on uh, pubs and Starbucks coffee. And for a while he was renting motor scooters. He has now rented a bike for the next, for the semester. So that, that should save a lot of money right there. But uh, I would hate for him to have three months in Europe and spend all his hard earned money <laughs> on Starbucks coffee, especially since he's a kid who actually knows how to make his own coffee from beans. You know, I mean, he, he's kind of into the coffee thing. So it sounds like he's having a great time. We talked to him this weekend. Um, he, he's very much a people person. He can be a quiet kid, but he, 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 like, he loves having friends. He loves being social. And it sounds like he's in with a good group of young people. Fingers crossed because they're going to Amsterdam in, in, next month. <laughs> so I hope it's a good group of young people because that's a place where you could get in some trouble. But the fact is you can get in trouble anywhere. So. Um, okay, well, I think that that is it for right now. I'll probably check in one more time just to let you update you on the progress of my, uh, I don't know, a Kate's quilt. We'll just call it Kate's quilt or the latticework petite quilt, one or the other. But I'll, I'll let you know. But fingers crossed. It's Friday morning. My hope is by Sunday night I will have it pieced together and um, ready. And, well, it won't be ready to quilt at that point, but ready to be made into a quilt sandwich. Well, no, that would mean I'd have to have a back made and I probably won't. We'll see. Ooh, I see a little, what is it, a skink? Yeah, one of those tiny lizards. They live around here. They're really cute. Travis tries to eat them. So far, unsuccessfully, I'm pretty sure. All right then, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Quilt Diary, day two. I'm talking to you on Monday, September 9th. Uh, there's a break in the action next door. Our neighbors are having their trees cut down. Not every single tree, but they've had a lot of trees cut down. These are our newish neighbors. They moved in a year ago. They're very nice. They're a young couple. She's a doctor. He's a teacher who is not teaching. Uh, he's overseeing a lot of uh, remodeling and tree killing. They're nice people. They're a nice young couple. She's pregnant going to have a baby in December. He's going to stay home with the baby. She's going to keep being a doctor. And um, yeah, totally have zero problems with this couple. But it has been a long nine months of remodeling. And the remodeling, well, there's been noise involved, but it hasn't been too egregious. The tree cutting has been noisy and what the man and I have to keep reminding ourselves is when you hire contractors for any kind of job you have so little control after the contract is signed they show up at you know on whim just like oh yeah maybe we'll go work on that job a little bit you know I think if you're rich and powerful then you can control your contractors but the rest of us are just like oh I hope they show up they said they'd be here at 7 a.m and it's 10 30 and I need to do the shopping, that kind of thing. So this is uh, the tree cutters. It's a very nice crew. 
They've been apologetic to us. Our neighbors have been apologetic for the noise. The tree crew even ground up some of our branches and sticks. We had a pile of stuff by the garage, and they said, oh, can we grind that for you? And I was like, sure. Uh, but it was a little tough when they showed up on Labor Day last Monday at 7.30. That was, that was actually breaking the law. because uh, I, have now, I have since looked up noise ordinance, ordinances in North Carolina and in Durham, and you're really not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to start making noise till 8. Um, and I have a feeling if you really pushed it, it's like maybe not on Labor Day, maybe not on ho- national holidays. And then they showed up at 8.30 on Saturday. That was a little bit rough. That's when we were starting to have very negative feelings about not only the tree cutting company, but our neighbors. But we've tried to walk those back. We know that's not fair to them. Um, Although every once in a while I think, you know, you moved into a place, a neighborhood called Duke Forest. Maybe if you weren't so hot on trees, you should have moved into Duke Meadows or Duke Fields. This is a forest, so... But it's almost over, but today they are grinding stumps. They seem to have taken a little bit of a break. You know, see, I'm a writer, and I work at home, so it's sort of especially kind of difficult, but I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. Letting go of the fact that it's supposed to be like 95 by the middle of the week, which would be like the hottest. It's been all summer, and it's September. Not that I complain about the weather, but please, come on. Let's move on, summer. We've had enough of you. So yesterday, uh, we had our monthly meeting of the Triangle Modern Quilt Guild. It was very fun. It was a lot of people there. We continue to grow, continue to be just a, a very nice, friendly group of quilters. Our own Michelle Wilkie did a class on minimalism, and it was she did a really nice job. Uh, we, uh, I am not good at creating on the fly. I mean, I'm terrible at first drafts of all kinds. When You know, I have this writing group, and sometimes I you know, do writing prompts with the girls that I always give them writing prompts. And sometimes I write along, except that what I write is so bad that they, they look at me like, I'm sorry, you're a professional. You do this professionally. I'm like, yes, I, as a professional, I write terrible, terrible first drafts. And then I professionally revise them and they're much, much better. And, you know, that's true of just about everything I do in my life is I do bad first drafts. I'm just not Yep, I need to revise. I'm a reviser. Nothing wrong with that. But when you're sitting around with people who are really creative, who are doing amazing first drafts, and you're like, mine looks really dumb. But, uh, you know, I just kept going. I kept messing around. And I should also say, and this is very me, so we're we're making patterns uh, using... uh, Fairly, you know, stock paper. I had black and orange, which is very nice. And uh, it was not quite Bristol board, but a, a heavy stock for the background and glue sticks. And me being me, it's like mine's just like really messy <laughs> and like kind of grimy by the end because I was moving stuff around and it's just like yeah yeah everybody else has looked nice and neat but this happens all the time and when I take classes everybody else gets it right and I get it wrong and I sit next to my friend Patty so she can help me (laughs) I'm really kind of a pathetic person but what was really fun is by the end I kind of came up with something that I liked and part of it was like cutting it down cutting what I had created the original composition which was not inspiring but just cutting it until until I had like I went from like an eight by ten piece to a three by three piece and I like my little three by three piece and I'm going to do 
some um, studies. I'm, I'm going to mess around with it because I like it. I am not by nature a minimalist. You know, I'm like a collagist. You know, I'm a, a maximalist. I like to just throw everything up on the wall and see what happens. Um, so minimalism is hard for me. Uh, so it's worth playing around with because I still feel kind of like I'm in a creative rut. I'm trying to finish this quilt from my friend Kate and it's becoming more pedestrian than I originally intended. And I don't quite know how that happened. It's sort of, it's pretty, you know, the colors are, it's batiks and they're beautiful. And so, uh, you know, so I could do it just, you know, I could do a nine patch quilt with the, with this fabric and it would be pretty, but I thought I had, I think originally some more artistic visions. So, um, yeah, but I just, am just a little bit in a rut. And so I think some play is in order and just messing around. And, you know, I am in general, I'm, I'm a utilitarian. I like to make things to use them and Michelle, for instance, I think is, uh, you know, I know she makes quilts to use, but, I, but she's really an artist, um, and her medium is, is cloth, and, and what she's working in is modernism. So I don't know that you necessarily look at her quilts and, and think art quilter the way if you went to, say, the Sacred Threads exhibit, which I went to this summer uh, outside of D.C., you know, and these are quilts that look... Well, this is, I was going to say, these are quilts that look like paintings. And in some ways, Michelle's quilts look like paintings. They look like minimalist paintings. Um, but so I think when you say art quilt, you don't necessarily think of minimalism. But anyway, so but I think she's really working as an artist, um, processing as an artist. And I, I sometimes do, but I I also feel like, I, you know, I don't know, maybe it's just because fabrics fabric's expensive and I'm cheap you know so part of me is just like nope nope got to be able to use it It you can mess around but it's got to be a pot holder I'm like maybe I should just let myself mess around a little bit um and and be and play more I think that's what I really need to do is play and uh you know no one's waiting for a quilt for me right uh and we've got plenty of quilts around the house and you know even charity people they're not really waiting for me to make a quilt for somebody uh, so it was, it was a really, I, I was really pleased with the workshop. I thought Michelle did a great job. Um, I think everybody, I think a lot of people made really cool little designs, you know, and little just in that they were little working with a small piece of paper or a small piece of board. Um, in fact, I, I just was, some of them like, wow, that would be an amazing quilt. That would be an amazing quilt. So anyway, it was a good meeting and I liked it. I picked up a copy of AQS, a, July 2019, we have a, a library and, and a table where people will put magazines that they're done with. And, you know, I don't pick up a lot of quilty magazines, as I've talked about ad nauseum on this podcast for various reasons. Um, but I, this was one of the ones that had pictures of, of winners from the, the spring shows from, I, I think, Paducah. Uh, and I, I'm always interested to see those. And what surprised me is how uh, modern a lot of this stuff looked. And, it, and, and these were quilts that weren't necessarily uh, really within a, a modern framework, right? They weren't like, oh, it looks really modern because of the use of negative space or because it's minimalistic or what have you. I think it had to do with fabric and colors. I felt like I've seen a lot of um, traditional quilts made with more modern fabric and brighter fabric. 
and I, I saw a lot of quilts that I just was pleased by as opposed to quilts that I admired but didn't love I found a lot more delightful quilts and that surprised me because a lot of times um I you know again there's so many quilts you look at and you're like the, you, you can't do anything but admire them because they're so skillfully made they're so impressive um but I I but I'm often not delighted by the quilts that win win the big prizes but I've found many of the, the quilts quite delightful um, and, and I do think it's because of the palette. It's just brighter. You know, I feel like for so long, um, when you look at traditional quilts, contemporary traditional quilts, it actually is a pretty subdued palette by and large. Um, and that seems to be changing. And the other thing was uh, there were several quilt patterns in the magazine that I thought were just darling. I was like, wow, well, maybe I need to start reading AQS again. Um, because they really were cute, and uh, I, you know there were there were a couple of columns, so there's actually some writing in AQS magazine. Um, somebody wrote about perfectionism, which I thought was nice because I'm very much an anti-perfectionist and fight against my own perfectionistic tendencies, uh, which you might not looking around my house or looking at me would might not think that I had because I'm very messy and my house is. Uh, my house is neat and messy. There are certain pockets of my house that are messy and others that I keep very, like the living room stays neat. I want it clean. I want it neat. I need spaces that are tidy, but other spaces like our mudroom, yeah, they can get a little bit chaotic. So anyway, so there was some, some nice columns. It was, yeah, I, I thought, well, I might pick up the next one. Um, just because it was fun to look at. Or someone keeps bringing them to, <laughs> to them. To the quilt guild to give away uh, uh there's that as well so i'm trying to think if i have other quilty news to tell you the non-quilty news is the tree cutting that is ruining my life and um hopefully but but uh all all the trees have been cut we are just down to the stump grinding and just fingers crossed that ends soon but other than that um I, you know i continue to work on kate's quilt the batik quilt and kind of look forward to being done with it. <laughs> That's such a sad feeling. Um, just kind of go, yeah, I just need to finish this up so I can give it to my friend. Um, but that's how I'm feeling about it. But who knows? Maybe I will put it aside for a little bit. Another one of my quilts, putting aside, uh, another put aside quilt, and play a little bit and come back to it. Um, yeah, I sometimes hate being productive. You know, or. or <laughs> Which, but you know, I hate feeling the need to be productive, and um, yeah, to some extent, we all have to be productive. We have to make a living. We have to get things done. We have to get people fed, and from here to there, and and et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, so but but sometimes I feel like if I gave myself more space to be playful, I would be happier with the results of. Um, everything. I don't know. That's all getting very vague. I'm not sure what I'm talking about, which would not really be anything new. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm actually going to try to get this posted by Wednesday. I'm really going to try. I think I might make myself a Wednesday girl and try to post every other week. We'll see if that happens. But I just finished a draft of a new middle grade novel, which means I have, I have a bit of a window that is open to do some other things, include 
you know, organize my attic. Ha! Uh, but kind of, I, I do need to do some housework, some serious fall cleaning and, um, organ, organizing and all kinds of things. And, and I, I, so I have a little bit of, of space in my life. Um, and so that I hope will include quilting and podcasting about quilting. So I'm going to leave you now until next time, until two weeks from now, two weeks, well, two weeks, two days, really, but you, you, you won't be hearing this before Wednesday. So, uh, I'll see you in two weeks. We're going to, I'm going to try to hold myself to that. In the meantime, I hope that you are having a good September. I hope wherever you are, if it's in the Northern hemisphere, that it is fall. I know if you're in Florida, it's not fall. I'm, I'm thinking of you in the, the Northeast and upper Midwest, quite frankly. I hope you're enjoying good weather. Um, not that we complain about the weather. And if you're down under, I hope uh, spring has sprung, right? You're going into spring. It works that way. Yes, I think so. Anyway, I hope everyone's happy. And if you're not happy, I hope you have someone to hold your hand. <laughs> I really do. Hope you have someone walking the walk with you. So with that beautiful piece of profound wisdom, I say I will bid you adieu. And if you hear a little noise behind me, yes, it is Travis the Quilt Dog snoring. So I guess I should be quiet now. All right, I'll talk to you later. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Off-Kilter Quilt. Come visit me online at offkilterquilt.com. Until next time, this is Francis. Remember, life is short. Quilt first. <laughs>